Acts chapter 20, verses, verse 24. I'll read it if you can follow along. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. You may be seated. Let me just pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for just all that you have done leading uh, up to this point. And Lord, we are so excited for what you will do in the next coming months, next coming years, next coming decades. Lord, we are looking in anticipation for all uh, of the greatness that you will uh, do in our lives, uh, not for our, not just for our glory, but for your glory, Lord. And so we thank you and we love you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Uh, I have such a, a special guest speaker today for you. Uh, I'm so privileged to have him here. His name is Dr. John Kim. Uh, he's the founder of Jesus Awakening Movement for America. Uh, he is also the founder and president of Global Leadership Development Institute. Uh, and he is also uh, in the process of building his vision that he's had for over 10 years now of a college where he can raise up students to do even greater things for the kingdom. And so I'm so excited for him. Um, Dr. John Kim has spoken to hundreds of thousands of people, uh, spurring them on to be ambassadors of Christ. And uh, I have a special connection with him as well, simply because it was at GLDI in 2008 when I was saved. And so for, for me, when I see Dr. John Kim, I see really uh, a man who started something uh, that really changed a lot of my life to this point. And, and so I'm so thankful for him. Uh, Dr. John Kim, if you could come up here, if you could give him a hand as he comes up here as well. Wow. Good afternoon. Well, belatedly, happy Thanksgiving. Very good to see you all. It's a special privilege to stand before you, to share not my sermon or message, but exhortation for newly ordinated Pastor Daniel Lim and all of you, you young people. Actually, two weeks from Wednesday is my 80th birthday. Hello. <laughs> uh, praise God. Anyhow. You know, it is amazing. Still, God has something in me that he could still use me. I mean, it is an amazing journey. God had led me with my wife. She's sitting behind. She's the most beautiful woman as far as I'm concerned, in the entire world. That's why we stayed together for the past 52 years plus. Wonderful. Why don't you stand up? Come on. God and my wife has a lot to do for me to stand before you. It's an amazing journey. So I would like to actually challenge you get married and have children and multiply them. That's God's order. <laughs> Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and rule over everything what God has created. 
We are his inheritance, by the way. You have everything. Anyhow, I know today's message should be short. Usually professors love to talk, you know, but I'm going to really refrain myself from talking too much. You know, it was 2014. My wife and I have been longing for going to Miletus. Anybody knows what the Miletus? It is about one hour drive to the south from Ephesus in Asia Minor, what you call now Turkey. Because that day, actually, that time, about a little bit less than 2,000 years ago, Apostle Paul was passing through. He couldn't stop in Ephesus to see his beloved, you know, disciples. He really loved Church of Ephesus. He couldn't stop all because he had to arrive. He was on the urge to arrive in Jerusalem before the day of Pentecostal. So rather than going through the uh, inroad, he decided to take on the boat. So it was a, one of the most powerful port in all days, 6 or 7 B.C., 70, 6 or 70 B.C., and then through which, actually through that port, more than 50 different regions were built, and it was an incredible place. So my wife and I wanted to go. Why? Because when he sent for elders from Ephesus, Church of Ephesus, he couldn't go to actually to the church in Ephesus. Therefore, he sent for elders. When they arrived, and he said this, every city I went, the Holy Spirit warned me, when you arrive in Jerusalem, the arrest and afflictions will be waiting for you. Even so, I consider my life worth nothing to me. He was confessing to these elders. It was going to be the last time they are going to meet before he was sent to Jerusalem and the trials eventually go to Rome. So this is kind of last moment he was going to see his beloved elders and church leaders. And he said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. This is from different version. This is NIV, new, I think New International Version. If only I finish the race, if only I finish the race and complete the task, you may say ministry, complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given to me, the task of testifying to the gospel of the grace of God. To do this task, to do this ministry, he said, my life is worth nothing to me. If only I could finish the race and complete the task what the God has 
given to me. What to do? Testifying to the gospel of the grace of God. So my wife and I have been longing for going there. That Miletus, not oh, we, we've been to Ephesus, but the Miletus, to recommit our life to God in remembrance of Apostle Paul. Yes, God has sent me more than 60 nations of the world. I met young men and women like past 35 years, maybe 350,000 people, more than 350 campuses. God sent me all of the places, but in that, deep in my heart, I need to go there to remember what Apostle Paul had to say to these elders in the last time they are going to meet. Miletus is a port. So we went. Uh, one of the missionaries drove for us, my wife and me. We actually uh, spent about 10 days in uh, Turkey, mostly Asia Minor, uh, spending about 10 days going to all seven churches in the Revelation and then trying to read the world, what actually that Apostle John has received from Jesus Christ. And then each place we went, and then finally we arrived in Miletus. You know, there was a very interesting. There was nobody. But there was a big open theater, maybe 2,500 seat, uh, maybe. And there was a, about, it's a dusk, but it's a, the dog was barking, kind of from the long distance, but it was, there's nobody. But Ephesus was a field of the people. So we three of us actually got off the car and walked to the gate, and there was nobody. And I told him, I need to, with my wife, recommit my life to Jesus Christ. So we actually went up each step, almost the middle of that, and see entire place completely empty. And then dog was still barking. And then we began to read this chapter 20 and tears flowing on my face. I kneel down with my wife and then pray, Father God, let me recommit, let, me, let us recommit our lives to you. That until my last breath, until every ounce of my blood, every ounce of my water is being shed. Let me continue to honor you. Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not a pastor. This could be a big challenge to you. Everything you are involved in as a children of God is all ministry. You study, 
That's a field, your field of ministry. If you do work in the, what, what they call secular world, but as long as you are going there, that's not secular world because the Spirit of God is in you. You are Christ's ambassador. Everywhere you go, that's the mission field. To give testimony of the gospel of the grace of God that has saved you from eternal death to eternal life. So it is not just past the limb. Oh, I mean, I was so thrilled to hear. Actually, his older brother is very close to me now. He lives in Dallas. His hour and a half drive to the east is our territory. <laughs> Chama moved there. So 471 acres and about 200,000 square foot buildings. We are raising up the next generation leaders, not only for this country, all over the world. And we are going to be developing that whole estate kind of commercial development from which the proceed will be getting into the foundation and that will be sustaining the college we are going to build. And also big mission groups such as YWAM and the Mercy Ships, Sky Ranch, Father Heart, World Challenge, about 30 different missions around us. It is an incredible place God has sent us. And there, and we actually settled. I'm, so I'm from Texas. I'm from California. I'm now Texan. It's a crazy state, anyhow. They're driving 75 miles an hour. It's, it's a scary town. But what I'm trying to say is that when I made that commitment that to God, Thinking about Apostle Paul without knowing what is going to happen to his life. And I did not know what would happen to us when we moved down to Texas. There are so many rednecks, roughnecks, and uh, completely white town. And how we are going to be, you know, yellow people can survive. You know what God has prepared for there? you'll be very surprised. We are the most welcoming, welcome the people. They truly love us. I never seen such an environment in entire America and any place in the world, by the way. Because of prayers, you guys. Prayers really moved God's heart to pave the way. John, don't worry about it. Take this staff. Your staff, go there, settle down, we'll take care of you. But that was not my dream. My dream was just the building of college, but I did not realize God has prepared everything, including the people. And they are coming to see me one after another, one after another. And there is no prayer movement. Used to be prayer movement was great over there, but died down. When we went there, we were really reviving our prayer movement, entire East Texas. Who knew about that? 
So people are just keep coming to pray. And even last National Day of Prayer, we are only handsome Korean-Americans there. Absolutely more than 95% of them all rednecks. Amazing, these people. And we pray together. Prayer assembled them all together. Prayer bound us together. There's no racial issues in that town as far as we are concerned. We have an incredible honeymoon over there. What I'm trying to say is this. Have you ever truly committed your life to the very end for fulfilling whatever the task God may have given to you. When you're married, that is the commitment to the very end, not, not in the middle of the way. To me, divorce, separation is, is not optional, non-negotiable. As far as I'm concerned, your job is where God sent you to be a person, to be God's ambassador, to testify to the gospel, the truth of truth and gospel of Jesus Christ, gospel of God's grace. Of course, mission field, yes. Even in your family, is anybody is not believing, then make them believe through your prayers, through your commitment. So that time, the reason I went there, when I looked through the entire Bible, all those people have committed in their life. What do you mean by really commitment? So God was able to teach me to write it down. This is what I mean, commitment. Commitment is pursuing to the very end to the very end, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your, all your soul, with all your personality, with all your character, with all your abilities and strengths, with all your talents and abilities, with all your wealth. Well, then, if you go to that point, oh, do I have to give everything what I got? Well, certainly... You're a little bit hesitant. But all your wealth, with all your time, all your body, for what ought to be fulfilled through your job, through your ministry, through your family, through the couple, through your study, through your place, this nation, and nations of the world, for the glory of God, His Son, Jesus Christ. That's a commitment. I couldn't handle it. This is a too high bar. So that's why I've been longing for Going to Miletus 
Because I think that was probably the highest, the peak of his confession of faith. His commitment of his, his faith. I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I finish the race. And the complete the task, the ministry. God ordained, God appointed task the Lord has given to me. What is it to you? What is God's task for you? I want you to find out. What is God's appointed task for your life? What is God's calling for you? It's not just a pastoring. Either you drink or eat, or whatever you do, you do for the glory of God. What is it? What is God's calling? What God has appointed you to do for His glory? Find it. And go all the way. With all your heart. With all your mind. With all your everything, including your body. Romans 12, 1. Therefore, brethren, in the view of God's grace, present yourself, offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing and acceptable to God. This is a spiritual act of worship. And do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind. That means repentance, cleansed up, washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Be transformed, and then you are able to test and approve what the God's will is. His good acceptable, perfect will. That will must be your will. And take it. And up and run with it. With that commitment, go all the way to the end. You are young. What you worry about? I'm old. I'm old. I went through a lot of these things. I wish at your age I heard this message. I never heard this kind of message. Because this is the original that God has revealed. John, this is what I mean, commitment. So I've been longing for going there, Miletus. We did go. My wife and I did. You know, ever since what happened, we prayed, prayed, God, give us army, navy, air force, marine corps, academy to raise up next generation leaders, not only throughout this country, all over the world, 
So we may build a tsunami-like force countering entire world in the name of Jesus Christ. You are that force because you are in. You are in. You cannot get away. You are in God's hands, God's providence, God's realm. This ministry is that ministry. So every one of you is shining like a shining star. Do you know how many stars in, the, in our own galaxy? More than 100 billion stars. But this is a shining star church. Take them all. Go for it. Change the world. In my final conclusion, do you think I was at your, at your kind of uh, situation? When I come to America with my wife 20 and 52 plus years ago, we had $200. That's all we got. In 1971, I was a graduate student. We had one dollar in the bank. Can you live with one dollar in the bank with a three family, my little daughter? She was four years old, my wife and me. Entire wealth was one dollar in the bank. Total bankrupt. God would never would forsake you. If indeed you are absolutely assured you are God's children, he will never let you go. You are in his hand, mighty hand. Nobody had hope in me, but God had hope in me, made who I am. Don't you worry about future. I never dreamed to be standing before you deliver this message. I would have never dreamed to meet his parents 2008. I never dreamed to be his my colleague, friends, co-laborers. 2008, together 40 days. From 6 o'clock until 10 o'clock for 40 days. Run together, learn together, cry together, pray together, learn together, teaching together. Now he's my co-laborer. You guys, after all, God is with you. Don't worry about it. All things are possible. For the one who believes, everything is possible with God. So it's going to be just come. You don't have to go all the way, militars. Pretty expensive, all the way down there. Okay. Even the plane does not fly there. You have to rent a car, drive all the way down. It's a pretty expensive. But if it's all possible, when you get married, that's the shinonyen. To make a commitment together by kneeling down the way Apostle Paul did. Look at what happened after he went to Rome. Rome to the world, the world to Rome. 
2,000 years later, you and I become his children. All over the world, we become his disciples. So one of you make that kind of commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. He might use you far greater than anybody else. If God can use me to the person nobody had hope, after 52 years, I'm standing before you. This is God. This is the gospel. This is the truth. This is the Christ. This is our Lord Jesus. Believe in him. Live in him. Go together with him. Give your life to him. He'll make glorious, glorious child of his to give you all the things to complete the high calling, the task you are supposed to complete. God bless you. God loves you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray.